Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. If you have your Bibles, the book of Genesis, the fifth chapter. So good to be here at this conference and um, give honor to uh, the Spell family. Preached a pretty lengthy revival here several years ago and uh, got to know them. Uh, Love and appreciate them. Uh, Give honor to my wife and my children who are at home watching and to the good saints of East Bay Bible Fellowship praying for their pastor. I do apologize. I've not been able to be here. I've been on site. I've just, uh, I got a really nasty sinus infection. I've been flat on my back. And uh, so I do apologize to the other preachers for not being here, but I was listening and uh, feeling a little better today. Uh, Sent out a text to our church and had them pray for me. Uh, So here I am. And uh, praise God. And, uh, thank you, Brother Macy. Doing an awesome job. God bless you. Good to be with my friend Cornelius Williams. Love and appreciate him and his family. Amen. Hallelujah. Book of Genesis, the fifth chapter. verse number 21 say amen when you have it if you can't find Genesis 5 come up to the front we'll pray for you (laughs) and uh, I am here to preach to young people this is a youth conference I know that there are adults present and you will be blessed by the preaching of the word but I I am on a mission to preach to young people uh, and that is it I'm not here to preach to preachers. I'm not here to send out an additional layered secondary message. Uh, I am preaching to young people, and that is all I'm doing. Amen. And so, yeah, that's right. Amen. That's right. Everybody ready? Genesis chapter 5 and verse number 21. It says, And Enoch lived sixty and five years and begat Methuselah. Everyone say Methuselah. And begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. And I want to preach to you tonight on the Methuselah effect. The Methuselah effect. Can we say that together? The Methuselah effect. Let's put our Bibles down. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Jesus, we thank you for your word. Your word is powerful and it is anointed. God, I pray that you would touch me today to speak and to minister the word. God, I pray that you would enable me through the power of your spirit to edify, to educate, to strengthen your people. There are wonderful people. Your name is upon them. Touch me today, God, in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Let's give the Lord a great big hand clap of praise. (laughs) 
Look at your neighbor, give him a great big God bless you. You may be seated. In the beginning, there was Adam and Eve. They had two sons, Cain and Abel. The Bible tells us that Cain killed Abel and as a result was forced to live as a vagabond his entire life. Cain's vagabond life has been the topic of much debate. Because scripture tells us that the world that Cain is exiled into is already heavily populated and active. Cain has no trouble finding a wife. And the reason that this is of great debate is because one would think that at the time there was only four people upon the earth. The Bible does not address how this came to be. But it's for a good reason. It doesn't matter. What the Bible is attempting to direct our attention to is the fact that sin has a contagious effect to it. Once it starts, it does not stop. In fact, it transmits and travels from person to person. Cain's descendants waste no time And proving this point, they, like Cain, become just as self-centered, vain, murderous, and evil. I want you to stop and consider the following. One of Cain's first descendants is a man by the name of Lamech. Lamech is the first man in the Bible to have two wives and the second man to commit murder. Something else that becomes painfully evident is that the descendants of Cain were people who were absorbed with their professions and their possessions and nothing else. In fact, the name Cain means possession. And so they, like Cain, only care about what they possess and their professions. They commonly adopted names that describe their line of work, not their faith. For example... Genesis 4.21 talks to us about a man named Jubal who made musical instruments. But there is no mention of those instruments or of his talents being used to worship God. In Genesis 4.22, there's another descendant of Cain. His name is Tubal-Cain. The Bible says that he made works out of metal. But not a single one of those works was ever used to build a house of worship. These were men that did not care about God. Despite these people being talented, intelligent, prolific, they were lustful, they were evil, they did not care about God. They did not use their talents to glorify God. They used their talents to glorify themselves. This is the sad truth about what sin has the potential to produce when people don't deal with it. Sin must be dealt with. If sin is not dealt with, it will get on our spouses. If sin is not dealt with, it will get on the kids. If sin is not dealt with, 
it'll get on the grandkids. If sin is not dealt with, it'll sneak into the neighborhood. And before you know it, there's no neighbors, just hoods. And all of a sudden, the world quickly becomes a horrible place. We have to deal with sin. The church is where we do that. I said the church is where we do that. I said the church is where we do that. Government cannot deal with sin. Politicians cannot deal with sin. Therapists cannot deal with sin. Doctors cannot deal with sin. The church deals with sin. Somebody give God a hand praise right now. Oh, come on, let's praise him, let's praise him, let's praise him. The future of humanity will again rest on the shoulders of Adam and Eve. At the ripe age of 130, Adam and Eve have a third son, Seth. In Hebrew, the name Seth or Set literally means in place of. It will be Seth and his descendants that according to Genesis 4.26 will begin to call on the name of the Lord. Seth then has a son whom he names Enos. The birth of Enos gives rise to a generation who saw God as being central to everything they did. While the majority of the world only cared about their professions, Seth's descendants cared about professing their faith and calling on the name of the Lord. In the process of time, there are two men that are born from the line of Seth that will bring about a radical change in the future of humanity. The first is a man named Enoch. Enoch is without argument the first of many great and notable biblical figures that readers come across in the Bible. He is the first person to ever escape death as a result of righteous living. The scripture says that Enoch walked with God and he was not because God took him. He was raptured because of his righteousness. Then Enoch at the age of 65 begets a son. And when he sees his son, there comes a prophetic inspiration over Enoch and he names him Methuselah, which literally means his death shall bring forth. For the next 300 years, Methuselah sees his father live a righteous life before God in the face of a violent, perverse, and crooked world. Strangely enough, Methuselah holds the record for having lived the longest in the Bible. Methuselah outlives his own children. Methuselah would even live long enough to see his grandson, a man by the name of Noah, build an ark. And it's here that we see exactly what Methuselah's name means and signifies. On the day that Methuselah dies, the clouds bring forth the rains of the flood. What Methuselah's life and death teaches us is that there are some things that will never come forth until there's a death first. There are some things that must die before the promises of God can be fulfilled. There are some things that can't live at the same time. And no one and nothing can change God's mind about it. And tonight, 
I want to preach to you young people that it does not matter how much potential you have if there are some things that are never going to die. It does not matter how much talent you have if there are some things you're not willing to let die. I want to preach to you young people that there are some things that cannot cohabitate. I want to preach to you young people that you cannot be young people of a double mind. You're going to have to make up your mind that nothing is more important than having the will of God performed in your life. I want to preach to you young people that you don't need to be afraid of letting your will die. You don't need to be afraid of letting your dreams die. You don't need to be afraid of letting your purposes die. You don't need to be afraid of letting your goals die. Because when you let everything die out to God, amen, something beautiful will come forth. Uh, The promises of God will come forth. And God will perform things in your life that you could never imagine. And it's for this reason that the scripture declares he is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we... Oh, somebody give God a hand clap or praise. Oh, come on, praise him. I know it's the last night. I know everybody wants to shout, but you know what I really want? I want the will of God. I know everybody wants to run, but you know what I want? I want to run and keep on running. And you can't run when you got a double mind. And you can't make it if you're trying to have two things live together that were never meant to live together. And you can't run right if you got darkness and light cohabitating inside of you. And you can't run right if you think you got two genders inside of you. And you can't run right. And you can't run right being apostolic. You gotta be apostolic. And you can't run right. Oh, come on, somebody help me preach tonight. Somebody help me preach tonight. Hey, we're going to have to shake off the worldliness. Uh, I didn't come just to see the pony show. I didn't come just to see the fireworks. Uh, I didn't come just to swim in the lake. Uh, I came to get my life in order. I came to get ready for the coming of Jesus. Uh, I came to get ready. Somebody give God some praise. I know it's hot. I know it's hot. Oh, come on for 10 seconds. Just praise him. Oh, let's praise Jesus. Praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him. Hallelujah. I want something to die here tonight. I want, I don't want to just have revival. I want to have a funeral. Hallelujah. I want some things to die so that I can be raised up. I want some things to die so that I can be raised.
Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hey, the Lord spoke to a young prophet by the name of Jeremiah. In Jeremiah chapter 12. And he told the prophet, he said, Jeremiah, if you got tired running with the footmen, what's going to happen when it's time to run with the horses? He said, Jeremiah, if you got weary in the land of peace, what's going to happen to you when the Jordan begins to swell? What does this mean? God is speaking to this young man, Jeremiah, and he's telling him, as time goes by, things are going to get more complicated. As time goes by, things are going to get more intense. And if you can't handle it when things are okay, what are you going to do when things are not okay? And if you can't handle the pressure in times of peace, what are you going to do? You know, the swelling of the Jordan refers to the time of the year when the Jordan would overflood. And when it would overflood, there'd be vegetation and plants that would begin to grow all over the place as a result of the extra water, which seems like a good idea until you discover that lions like to hide behind the bushes. And when there's been a drought all year, everyone's looking for the next puddle, for the next lake, for the next sip of the river. But the lions are looking for an easy hunt. And so God is telling Jeremiah, what are you going to do? What are you going to do when it looks like everything's prospering, but there's devils around every corner? I'm about to get on everybody's nerves, but I'm on a plane tomorrow morning. I know, I know, I know a lot of folks think it's the end of the world because they had to wear a little mask. Yeah, I thought I'd get there. Yeah, I'm still preaching to English. But let me, yeah, gloria a Dios. Hallelujah. ¿Cuánto me van a ayudar a predicar esta tarde? Hallelujah. Don't make me preach in Spanish. Hallelujah. But let me tell you something. The little mask and the little... All the, all the mess that came behind that, that's not, I, I, I know that, I know that bothered us. I know, I know that that was stressful on us. But let me tell you something, what's coming down the road. If you were backsliding over that, if you were losing your, oh come on, where are my California folks at? I'm telling you right now, uh, we haven't seen the worst. We have not seen the worst. I, went, I, I know you, you ain't going to hear some, some patty cake for Jesus sermon right now. That's going to tell you the best is yet to come. The best is not yet to come. At least not as far as this world is concerned. The best is yet to come as far as the church is concerned. Because where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. But honey, if you think we're going to be having revival and a good time at the same time, you dead right. I'm telling you some things are going to die. Amen. I'm telling you the half apostolics are going to fall off. I'm telling you the lukewarm are going to fall off. Everybody that gets tired of running with the footmen are not going to know what to do when the horsemen come. Amen. Everybody. 
Everybody that's just looking for the next sip of water ain't going to know what to do when the lions come out from behind Facebook, when the lion comes out from behind Twitter, when the lion comes out behind TikTok, when the lion comes out. When the lion comes out from behind government curtains, when the lion comes out from the... I wasn't going to preach like this. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I want to run with the footman. I want to run with the footman. And I want to be vigilant when the Jordan swells. I want... I didn't come this far to be lost. I didn't come this far to bow to the golden image. I didn't come this far. Somebody give God some praise. Oh, come on. Come on. You better get it now, because then it's too late. You better get it tonight, because tomorrow. Oh, somebody give God some praise. Oh, for about 10 seconds. Oh, praise the name of Jesus. Oh, praise the name. Praise the name. Let it get in you. Let it. It was the prophet Isaiah that said, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. Something had to die. But when that thing died, he saw the Lord. It was John the Baptist that came to realize, when I die, when I decrease, he shall increase. I'm telling you, there's some things that got to die. Amen. There's some hopes that got to die. There's some dreams that got to die. There's some ambitions that got to die. There's some perversions that have to die. There's some addictions that have to die. There's... Somebody give God praise. Woo! Oh, come on, I know it's hot. I'm not going to preach long, but God is talking to us. Let's magnify the name of Jesus. Jesus had to die for the Holy Ghost to be poured out. There's nothing more beautiful. There's nothing more precious than the gift of the Holy Ghost. Let me just tell you something. You can't serve God without God. You need the Holy Ghost. You need to speak in tongues. When you...
there is not one person in the Bible that ever received the Holy Ghost without the evidence of speaking in other tongues. In Acts chapter 2, they spoke in tongues. In Acts chapter 8, they spoke in tongues. In Acts chapter 10, they spoke in tongues. In Acts chapter 19, they spoke in tongues. Everybody who ever got the Holy Ghost, they spoke in tongues. Paul said, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than you all. I'm telling you right now, you need to get you the Holy Ghost if you're going to run with the horsemen. You need to get you some tongue token if you're going to... If you're going to make it when the Jordan swells, because it is the spirit of God that teaches us how to pray when we know not what to pray with groanings that cannot be uttered. I know, come on somebody, I know that just because you. Let's lift our hands and pray. If you need the Holy Ghost tonight, you will receive the Holy Ghost tonight. If you've never received the Holy Ghost, you will get it tonight. I don't care if you're known as the chronic seeker at your, at your home church, you're going to get it tonight. I don't care if you've been looking for it and never received it, you're going to get it tonight. If you got trouble speaking in tongues, you're going to pray through tonight and you're going to keep speaking in tongues. you got to get this tongue-talking thing. Hey, we're not of them that think it's okay to just speak in tongues one time. Brother, you need to speak in tongues every single day. The apostle Paul said, I die daily because there's some things that cannot live together. There's some things that cannot cohabitate. I know there's some tongue talkers that cuss and talk in tongues. You need to go get your tongue talking checked. But let me tell you something. We don't throw out the baby with the bath water just because there's some folks out there playing the hypocrite doesn't mean that the rest of us don't stop that that the rest of us stop putting an emphasis on the importance of walking in the spirit because the bible says that the way you build up your most holy faith is by praying in the spirit that's not talking about father god that's talking about good old-fashioned tongue talking in the tabernacle that's talking about Come on, come on, come on. Come on. Help me preach. Help me preach. I'm losing gas. Help me preach. I want everybody to lift their hands right now. Lift those hands nice and high. We're almost done preaching. In the name of Jesus. 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 Jesus. Come on. Hey, Somebody give God praise. Praise.
praise. Everybody worried about what China going to do. Everybody worried about what the government going to do. And all the signs they see in the world. Let me tell you what the sign of the last days is. It's not a one world government. It's not what China's doing. It's not what this government or that government's doing. The sign of the last days is that in the last days, God shall pour out his spirit. On white flesh. Black flesh, yellow flesh, brown flesh, all flesh. Baptist flesh, Catholic flesh, Jehovah Witness flesh, Mormon flesh, atheist flesh, backslid flesh. Latino flesh, Creole flesh, Jamaican flesh, African flesh, Chinese flesh, Korean flesh, Japanese flesh. I'm not a part of this world, my friend. I'm a part of a kingdom that has... It's only got one color upstairs, honey. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Give God some praise right now. Come on, praise him. Ah, Jesus. There was a man by the name of Saul. He was a Pharisee. He was a man that was stuck at Sinai. He was a man born to Hagar. Under bondage and legalism. But one day, Saul died. Saul had to die for there to be a Paul. Saul had to die so that he could be born again to Sarah. Saul had to die so that he could quit living that Ishmael life and transfer over to that Isaac life. So that he can leave Sinai and walk towards Sion. Friend, let me tell you something. The way you regulate your flesh is not with more rules. The way you mortify the deeds of the flesh is through the spirit. This is why we make such a big deal about the Holy Ghost. Because you can have the tie on and not be living right. You can have the suit on and not be living right. You can have hair down to your ankles. 
I'm not preaching against holiness. You hear me good. You will not enter nor see the kingdom of God without holiness. You've got to have modesty. But you can't have holiness without the Holy Ghost. It has to originate. It has to be birthed in the spirit. Young person, you're not struggling with standards. You're struggling with the spirit. You're not struggling... You're not struggling with standards. You're not struggling with sleeve lengths. You're not struggling with skirt lengths. You're not struggling with immodesty. You're struggling with getting in the Holy Ghost. Because I've never seen anybody come out of a red hot prayer meeting wanting to take their clothes off. In fact, when Jesus touches you, you will put your clothes on. The Bible says there was a man from Gadara that was full of devils. In the minute the devils left, the writers of the gospel said he was clothed. And in his right mind, when you get Jesus, you get you some clothes on too. When you shake the devil off, you'll get you some clothes on too. Somebody praise God. Somebody praise God. Somebody. Oh, for about 10 seconds. I know I'm driving some of you nuts, but let's magnify Jesus. Come on. We're going to talk the Holy Ghost up. 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 Because he said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men. We are living in a world. That is overrun with incompatible desires. We want to have desires fulfilled that are at odds with other desires. We got all kinds of folk, even in the church, that are living with incompatible desires. Let me show you what this looks like in the world. In the world, you got Hollywood actors that want to be famous and have privacy at the same time. Let me show you what it looked like in the church. You got girls that want to post everything on Instagram and Facebook and then complain about everybody being in their business. Come on. Everybody think they got a... You could praise them a little more for that. That was, that was free. 
in the world, you got athletes that want to win the game and be praised, but left alone when they lose at the game of life. They want you to clap about them being MVP, but they want you to mind your own business when you talk about their illegitimate children. They want you to shout about how many times they can cross those little white lines, but stay quiet when you ask about them little white lines. Let me show you what that looked like in the church. You got young men that want to be praised for their potential. But want you to ignore their patterns. But he's a preacher's son. But his bank account is negative. He's such a good boy. He wins at all the baseball games. But he got a problem on the phone. My little Johnny got so much talent, but he's still living at the house at 30. Little Johnny got a legacy. Little Johnny need to quit borrowing his mama's car and go get him a job. Little Johnny need to put away the $500 belt and go get him a $500 a week source of income. Little Johnny, little Johnny need to stop worrying about the alligator skins and go get him some red wings. He's still preaching good. You don't have to like it. I'm going back home. They don't hardly like me back home. But I didn't come to win nobody's approval. I came to get ready for the swelling of the Jordan. I came to get ready. I came to get ready for when the horsemen come out. And I'm done playing games. I'm done playing games. You need to be done playing games. It ain't about your potential, bro. It's about your patterns. It ain't about your potential. I'm tired about everybody preaching about potential. What about your patterns? Don't tell me how smart you are. If you can't balance your checkbook, don't tell me how Quit talking all this nonsense and all this jargon and cussing on the side. Quit talking all this. I'm losing them. I'm losing them. Little Johnny's mama getting all mad at me. Hey, Johnny's mama, just go ahead and let me preach to Johnny and let's see if we can get Johnny saved. Let's see if we can get Johnny saved. Let me keep preaching to Susie and let's see if we can get Susie saved. Let
Hey, if you don't let the preaching of the word and the spirit of God correct your children, life will correct your children. And it will do so without love. Your daughter will end up with an abusive boyfriend that won't put up with her obnoxious attitude. Your son will learn how to keep his mouth shut in a jail cell. I'm telling you, life got a way of handling things. When When the parent spares the rod, life won't. The Bible says that some men's sins go after them and some men's sins go before them. Amen. I'd rather have God deal with my sins right now than have God deal with my sins later. Well, I'm afraid that if I correct Johnny, he going to be lost. If he stays living in your house, cussing you out, yelling at his dad and hitting you, he's going to go to hell anyways because he can't be saved and dishonor his parents at the same time. Johnny, you need to let me preach to you. Susie, you need to let me preach to you. You need to... Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. In the book of in the book of Luke 15, Jesus gives us three parables. One of a lost sheep, one of a lost coin, one of a lost son. We always preach that those people were sinners. That's not what they were. They were backsliders. The sheep left the fold. Sinners aren't in the fold. The coin was lost in the house. Sinners ain't in the house. The prodigal son left the father's house. Sinners ain't in the... You can be lost in the house. You can leave the fold. You can leave the father's house. You need to let me preach to you before you leave the fold. You need to let me preach to you before you get lost sitting on a pew. You need to let me preach to you before. I'm almost done preaching. I'm sorry. Y'all want to go to sleep. No, 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 no. Pastor Spell looked tired. He never looked tired. (laughs) I'm teasing. This man been up every, every night to the wee hours of the morning. Back up at six. Incompatible desires. We want to play instruments and we want to play games.
We want to be preachers and avoid prayer. We want to be evangelists that don't evangelize. Some of y'all didn't catch that. Preaching from pulpit to pulpit, that's not evangelism. That's preaching. Evangelism is when you take out the chart and you get inside a living room and you start flipping those pages to somebody who don't know who Jesus is. Who's he to say that? I'll tell you who I am. I evangelized for 18 years. That's who I am. He's sounding arrogant. Say what you gotta say. But I've seen way too many brothers preach and still be lost. I've seen too many brothers preach and still not have a walk with God. I've seen too many people have contradictory opposing desires and not realize that judgment begins at the house of God. And you can preach behind this pulpit and still be on your way to a devil's hell if you ain't careful and the man of God holds I'm going to finish now here's where I might lose everybody we want to get married And have a girlfriend at every church. We want to get married and have 10 DM conversations going on at the same time with 10 different boys. Go ahead and get nervous. You don't even got to say amen. Just wait till you get home and amen me then. I see you, sister. You sitting in the middle so that brother over there don't know that brother over there. You got young brothers that want to sleep around and then all of a sudden go to a youth conference and have one crocodile tear altar call and then, and then all of a sudden be elevated to ministry and be respected. Let me tell you something. You need to get yourself together and show a pattern of good works. You need to try to go a year without fornicating, my man. You need to try to go a year sitting in the pew paying your tithes shouting just as loud with the ex-crackhead and the ex-bar I'm glad I'm not evangelizing no more but I, I'm evangelizing still. You 
young people, listen to me. Society is turning you into stalkers. That's what you're doing. When you're looking at people's profiles on Instagram and then following them to see what church they go to and connecting with people they're connected to and then... Yeah, you a digital creep. You a digital creep. Can't even keep your eyes... Can't even keep your eyes straight in church. You know why? Because you're always on Instagram at two in the morning. And you're letting Instagram turn you into a stalker. And you're letting Facebook turn you into a stalker. And then when you get off Instagram, you jump on Pornhub. And you let the stalking get a little stronger. And you... And then you wonder why the young ladies in church don't look so attractive. They're not the problem. You the problem. You need to get under the spirit of Methuselah and let something die so that the promises of God can come forth in your life, young man. And you can go from a digital stalker to an apostolic preacher. And you can go from a digital stalker to a pillar in the church. And you can go from a creep to a saint with a crown. And you can go... And you can go from being a clown to being sober-minded. And you can go from being... Oh God, help me preach right now. Come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. You're going to become a pervert, you heard? I am so tired of people talking about social media fast. That is not a fast. That is not a fast. You ain't doing nothing. Some of you don't need to be on there anyways. I got an Instagram account. I ain't preaching against it. I got a Facebook account. I don't manage it. I I got a Twitter account. Hit me up, brotherprado at twitter.com. But I am telling you, I am telling you right now, amen, when you get off social media, that's not a fast. Some of you would benefit from a real fast. I'm talking about... You better fast before you start looking at underage girls. You better start fasting, my friend, before you end up getting somebody pregnant. You better fast before you ruin your ministry. You better fast before you you become the shame of your mother and your father. You better fast before... You better fast before that girl that God prepared for you walks on by. Come on. 
done preaching. That feels right. It's tight, but it's right. You know what I did? I'm going to just tell you the truth. I wasn't raised in church. And I didn't get married until I was 29. I came to church when I was 18. I was single for 10 long years. There's like 10 years, but then there's 10 long years. That's a whole different... There was like a minute I really thought I was going to be Paul. (laughs) Had to let that die. And I had friends that said, you know, how are you going to know who you're supposed to marry if you don't date? And then I had friends... And then I had friends that were allowed to kiss their boyfriend and girlfriends. But my Bible says that it's good for a man not to even touch a woman. We went to one of those no touching churches. Y'all ain't hearing me. You know, one of them Romans chapter seven churches. <laughs> got folks that want to touch and not and so we weren't into touching not because my church preached it but because the bible said it i just lost like all kind of folk you go ahead and get lost I'm getting ready for the horsemen. You go ahead. You go, you go ahead and stop amen and me. I'm getting ready for the swelling of the Jordan. Y a mí no me importa si son latinos y crees que está bien besar y abrazar todo el tiempo. Aquí no se hace eso. Eso es lo que dice la palabra de Dios y se queda así. Because, you know, Latinos like to touch, bro. Man, you got Latinos getting mad at me right now. Come on, bro. I got two daughters. I don't care what you are. You ain't touching my daughters. Hey, this man of God has a son. And he don't want you touching his son either. Purity is a two-way road. Young men need to care about their purity just as much as young women. We need to defend the purity of young men just as much as we defend the purity of young women. Just because you're a man don't mean you don't need to be pure. Hey, I'm going to tire you out on this one, but I have to say this. 
just because you messed up doesn't mean you can't shout with me right now. In fact, the most powerful, the most powerful support that I could receive right now while I'm preaching are from people who have done wrong, know it's wrong, and are, and are, and are brave enough to say, keep on preaching, preacher. I wish I never would have done it, and I'm glad someone's telling it to my kids. Young lady, just because you fell doesn't mean you can't shout right now. Young man, just because your internet browser all messed up right now doesn't mean you can't shout right now. You can get it right. You can make it right. You can be forgiven. You can be washed in the blood of Jesus. Forgiven of your sins. And on your way to heaven. And so when I got ready to get married, I said, I really want to get married. And I said, I'm going to pray. And I know you can't tell from where you're sitting, but I went on a seven day fast. Yes, I did. I fasted seven days. With my big bone self. Because I cared about me. Yeah. I didn't want to just, you know, because I knew enough brothers growing up in the world that they dated that one psycho girl and now they were psycho. Bible says that if a man joins himself to a harlot, he is a harlot. And I'm closing because I've been preaching a while. Y'all prayed for me. (laughs) But I fasted seven days. And at the end of those seven days... God spoke to me the name of the young woman I was supposed to marry. I I had known her the whole time I was in church. And the day I broke my fast, I picked up the phone and I called her. And I showed up to her house. And I told her, I'm here in the will of God. And I let her know that God had saved me for her. Few weeks went by, asked asked for her hand in marriage. And we didn't do no long engagement. 
ain't a sin being broke. You are worried about your cake and your dress and your suit. Making out in the car. On your third year of engagement. I'm losing, folks. But you know what, Brother Spell? This is what they want to hear. Because the world's telling them not to get married. And now the church is telling them you don't have to get married. And you got liberated apostolics. You got these liberated apostolics that think they're okay by themselves. You are not okay by yourself. If you were okay by yourself, you would not be struggling with fornication. If you were okay by yourself, your internet browser wouldn't be such a mess. If you were okay by yourself, you... Hey, gentlemen, 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 young man, let me help you out. Put away the PS whatever. And go get you a job. So that when you get pocket checked... So that when you get pocket check, you got some bands in there. So that when you get pocket check, see that that's pocket check right there. You get pocket check. Y'all don't know what pocket check is. You get pocket check. There's some in there. You got all kinds of folks. You get pocket check and moths come out your pocket. You ain't ready for marriage. You need to get yourself together. You need to get yourself married. You need to get yourself ready. I'm telling you, the horsemen are coming. The horsemen are coming. The heart. I'm telling you, the Jordan is swelling, and there's some crazy girls out there. The Jordan is swelling, and there's some devil. Y'all keep forgetting to tell everybody that Daniel Macy is ready to get married. <laughs> Hey, this guy knows I love him. This is my man right here. He's a good man. Hey. Six month engagement. You know, my biggest fear was that I was going to have to marry that girl. You know, that girl. I just thought that God was going to put me with somebody I really didn't want to be with. But God, God knows what you want.
Hey, and that girl you don't want, somebody does want her. And let me tell you, God gave me a wife that's thin, petite, beautiful, long, uncut hair. He did exceedingly and abundantly above all that I could ask or even think. But God said, I have to apply the Methuselah effect. Something has to die. Because there's too much going on inside your head. There's too much static and not enough signal. There are some young men right now that in the next 20 minutes, your minds are going to be transformed. If you will stop listening to that spirit that's telling you that I'm offensive and that I'm rude and that I'm crass and that I'm evil. Can you imagine that? There'd be a, that, could you imagine that there's a devil telling you right now to not listen to the man that's telling you to get free from pornography so that you might have a wife and children? Would, can you imagine that? That there's a spirit telling you that you can make out with your girlfriend and still be apostolic. Can you imagine that? That there is a... Jacob was about to die. He called his fornicating son Reuben over. He said, Reuben, you're full of dignity and power and potential. He said, but you're unstable as water and you'll never excel because you took my couch. You got potential and perversion living inside of you at the same time. And until the perversion dies, you'll never... I hear all these people saying, be like water. Do not be like water. You know why you don't want to be like water? Because water conforms to whatever it's in. And when you're in with the perverts, you conform to the perverts. And when you're in with the backsliders, you conform to the backsliders. And when you're in with all the boys that play PS3 till 3 a.m., you conform to all the boys that play PS3 till 3 a.m. You don't want to be like water. You want to be like a rock. You want to be solid. You want to be... You want to be a non 
nonconformist, a non. Come on, somebody, give God some praise. I told you I came to preach to young people. I understand that I have already upset some parents. I'm okay with that. But there are some... I'm telling you... What we need in this last hour are young men... That are ready... To go from being boys... To men. We got all kinds of young boys stuck in the eye of the needle. There's young ladies. You're going to be healed tonight in your mind. You know, you know what the big problem with water is? It's vibrational. That's the water picks up vibrations. It's highly sensitive to vibrations. Young ladies, you look at Instagram accounts, you look at Facebook ads, and you see images of other women, and you pick up the vibration. And that vibration is telling you, you're not thin enough. You're not pretty enough. You got bad skin. You're too dark. You're too light. Your hair is not long enough. Your hair is too curly. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That 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 that's the vibration. That scars people. And you got young ladies that no matter how hard they try, they come into services feeling insecure. Worthless. Unattractive. Unwanted. For those that receive what I have to say, God is going to heal you tonight. There's going to be a deep... Transforming, nonconformist transformation of the mind that only wants to prove what the perfect and acceptable will of God is. Everybody lift your hands as the musicians come. Come on. Come on. Perversion, leave. 